Welcome to the Lit Marriage Podcast with authors and Christian relationship coaches Cassidy and Daniela Parlane. On this podcast, you will discover how to transform your marriage from autopilot mode to keeping the flame of purpose, passion, and romance lit in the marriage that God designed for you to have. Learn to love intentionally together. Are you ready to keep it lit? Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lit Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Daniela. So today, Daniela, we're going to be talking a little bit about overcoming betrayal. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those hot topics that uh, you don't hear a whole lot about, even in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are uh, many, many, many scenarios of betrayal that happens in the body of Christ. Uh, one of the greatest betrayals that we know of in scripture is with Judas exactly. and, <laughs> right. and uh, Jesus himself. Right. So even our Lord has experienced uh, this. One of the worst forms of betrayal. Exactly. And so we, uh, as, as regular Christians, we are no different. We are no exception to, um, we are not immune rather. Exactly. To the spirit of betrayal. And uh, even in marriages today, we see a lot of betrayals that are happening out there. So let's dive right in and let's talk about it. So how do you overcome betrayal? Maybe that's a question that you're asking out there today. How can I overcome betrayal? Um, Maybe, you know, this is something that you are currently experiencing. Perhaps this is something you've experienced in your past and you're still Mm -hmm. struggling. Needing to heal. Yes. So there's some aspect of healing that is needing, that is needed in this time. And betrayal can affect a person Um, For years and years to come, even something that happened many years ago could affect your current relationship if you haven't overcome that. Absolutely. This is why we're doing this episode today. Yeah. Going to share some of our own personal insights as well and experiences. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's going to get juicy. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, um, examples of betrayal. So if we were to sort of put a definition to what betrayal really is all about um it's anything that breaks your trust yeah that's basically the nutshell version of what it is right so anything that breaks trust right Mm -hmm. um and trust is one of those things that's really really difficult to repair it is i don't know about you that's listening out there but i know from past experience that uh it's so hard to repair trust and um, it's something that we have to safeguard in our marriage, in just not just a marriage, even in the church, our church relationships, mm-hmm. our work relationships. Every relationship that you're a part of requires trust. If you think about it, our greatest, uh, the, the most valuable thing we have in our relationship with Christ is trust. Ooh. Right? So this is why it's, it's a pretty big factor in any relationship. Absolutely. It is an asset. When you have trust in your relationship, it is a big it's your asset. It's greatest sure. commodity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a few examples of betrayal. It could look 
different to different people, but it right. hurts nonetheless. It can be very damaging regardless. Some right. examples are, for example, withholding important information right. from someone, from your spouse. I mean, that could be really hurtful. Um, another example, cheating, obviously an adultery cheating, which is adultery. Right. Uh, but again, that looks different for different people. There's emotional cheating and there's physical cheating right. as well, where you literally, you know, caught in the act. Or you could be having this emotional affair with someone and in your mind, you may not even see it as cheating, but you're betraying your spouse because you're spending way too much time with someone of the opposite sex. And time and does what? Time creates bonds. Yeah. Very tight bonds. You know, and for, eventually it will it will lead down the path of physical consummation. For some though, like it's usually how it begins. Emotional cheating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you if you want to call it cheating. Right. Emotional affairs. Right. Some people, even in the marriage, don't see that as a problem. No. That within itself is a problem if you don't yeah. see it as a problem. <laughs> but um And it doesn't help our that our culture has redefined really different aspects of what marriage looks like and right. the fact that it's okay to have best friends or close friends of the opposite sex right because now you're just introducing opportunities for things like this to happen and yeah. we see that a lot this day and age because what 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 would have started out as an innocent innoc yeah right e exactly it crosses the line at some point go. because emotions create bonds absolutely um and like time time and emotions together uh, bad, bad combination if it's not with your spouse. Right. And then another example would be breaking a promise. Like, for example, picking up a drug or drinking a habit. Yeah. And you're, you know, you promised your spouse you wouldn't do that ever again. But now wow. you just picked it up again. You can imagine that that may seem like, oh, what you know, you're just the victim of, right. of, of your uh, addictions. But think about the effects it has on the other person as well. Right. Also overspending or having a secret debt. Ooh. That's a common one. This this is one of the top three reasons for divorce is financial issues. Wow. And withholding or creating debt or withholding information like having a secret debt or creating a, you know, overspending. Right. Is definitely one of the big things that, you know, break the trust. And another one, the last one I'll share is sharing confidential information. Ouch. You know that thing that your spouse promised not to go tell anybody? Yeah. But then he turned around and went and told his buddies. Or, so if ooh, I were to tell my best friend, that's still not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> I it's, mean, it's not okay unless it's cool with the two of you that is not confidential. Right. Or that, okay, you can there's a trusted circle right. that you can share with. I mean, you have accountability partners. We talk about that as well in our book. Right. It, you know, you have to define what those boundaries are, but once you go outside of those boundaries, you have broken the trust. You know, the circle of trust. Right. <laughs> like no longer exists. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what movie was that? I can, uh, I, can. I don't know if I can pronounce it on this. <laughs> Not remember. It kind of has some negative connotations. Meet the, yeah. Something. Oh, geez. Yes, of yeah. course. Okay, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the thing is with um, even, you know, trying to regain trust, that is quite the process. Because mm -hmm. maybe you have to go, you talked about um, having a uh, um, 
partners who you, they're accountability partners. Right, right? exactly. Um, like trying to regain trust in an environment where you have accountability partners um, could uh, pose uh, to be a challenge or it could be, uh, for everybody, it's different, right? Um, But we do encourage uh, an environment where you uh, foster uh, trusted individuals who you can uh, speak Mm -hmm. to, who you can confide in. Um, So we're not totally saying don't tell people your business. <laughs> That's right. not what There's we're a saying. kind of that fine line that you right. you have to establish that with your spouse. Who are the people that we can fully trust? And when we do run into tough times, it's okay to go and speak to them. And usually, and we recommend you do that together. It's always best that you do these things as a couple Absolutely. rather than one person. It's just too easy. It's too easy for one person to take one person's side, right. so to speak, because we're human. Right. So in other words, you need people who are... They're going to hold you accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to look at the situation from a neutral perspective and not, oh, you know, she's my girlfriend. So she's going to see, she's going to say what I want to hear. Right. And he's going to say what you want to hear. It's always best done couple to couple. At least that's what we recommend. Absolutely. If at all possible. But if it's even just a spiritual leader or somebody that can see the situation from a neutral perspective objective perspective that's that's the best scenario there absolutely because we are called to share one another's burden one another's Mm -hmm. load that's um, right to 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 be there for each other so we're not saying to like deal with things on your own and let it all fester and build up and then that's also not a good scenario because exactly you know the explosion that could come from that (laughs) what we are saying is just don't go breaking the trust of your right. spouse and sharing confidential information that was supposed to stay within your circle of exactly. trust and you go and splurt it out somewhere right. and that that really hurts and it is hard to get that wound healed again in our in our case like we've had several scenarios where we've held things confidential in our home mm-hmm. things that are happening in our home and we're like nobody needs to know this <laughs> <laughs> at all and you know there are times where we're like we cannot lie we don't know how to lie that's just not a part of us right and so there are times where people have like they've tried to get things out of us but because of the level of trust that we have in our marriage we make it our priority to like keep our lips totally sealed Mm -hmm. um it's like we'll keep that secret until we go to the grave kind of thing. Well, right? it's really just to protect our marriage, right. the integrity of the and, marriage. And maybe it's not even the timing. The timing right. too, right? Exactly. We're, we're thinking, okay, this is not the time that we tell or make this thing public. Exactly. Right? And then when God does what he wants to do in and through us, then we're like, okay, now this is a now testimony. Now we can share it. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. So that, th- there's that scenario as well that we want to leave with you. So don't feel entirely like we're saying, don't talk about your thing, right? So there's some scenarios that we want to sort of uh, dig into today. Maybe Ooh, some, pers- the juicy yeah, stuff. some personal things, right? See, now we're okay with telling it. <laughs> <laughs> so... You you want to talk a little bit about your previous um, relationship? Yeah. For those that don't know, 
Uh, we both have a history of a failed marriage. Right. Um, so this is kind of, you know, we, you can imagine we both experienced some pretty, pretty tough stuff um, in our previous marriage. But I'll speak for myself. And now first. that God has healed us, we can actually oh, talk yeah, about we it. We can talk about it because we're healed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right. We're past it. But there was a lot of betrayal. I mean, even in in my own personal uh, experience, I was in a very dysfunctional marriage where it was basically based on lies upon lies upon lies. It, it was a situation where it was the person I was with was literally a pathological liar. It wow. was, and it was about, it's one thing to lie about something you're trying to hide right. that could get you in trouble, but it's a whole other thing when you lie about things that you don't need to lie about. Wow. Little things like daily. And it would just be for, it would almost be like for fun. He just would just lie. And then he would tell me, oh yeah, I w that thing that didn't really happen. I was just kidding about it. Um, and it would just happen constantly. So it got to the point where I didn't know anymore what what to believe in. Is this true or is it not? Right. Um, there was a lot of cheating or at least implied or there was there was a lot of evidence stacking up. Right. Um, when you're, you know, when a person hangs out with a whole bunch of cheaters and womanizers, it kind of makes you wonder is... Is well, that, you, you'll know like a person it, by the friends they... Right, right, exactly. It makes you start wondering, um, I don't know if he's that innocent. So how, <laughs> how, how did you so, get over? Like, So there was, yeah, there was a lot of baggage that I left that marriage with. And before I could even consider the possibility of a new relationship, there was a lot of healing that had to be done. Wow. There was a lot of bitterness, a lot of resentment, and I knew that there was no way I could enter anything else in the future if that was going to still be inside of me. Wow. So the first thing was I really had to die to my past. And with that died that old identity of, you know, that victimhood mentality of, you know, this is what I went through. You know, you start to get very defensive. You start picking up ideologies like I don't need a man or I don't. Listen, dude. You know, I'm independent. The, you, you you made the odds stacked against me. They were all, <laughs> listen, they were stacked against me. They, like, they were. Come on, like, hello. I, I had to really <laughs> let that whole pride down. And you, you really do start to build up this wall and it's pride of I can do it on my own. I don't need someone else because of all that hurt. Right. So I had to break down that wall, that identity. Right. That victimhood identity and I had to allow myself to just be vulnerable again and in order to do that I had to literally surrender everything to Christ I had to just rededicate my life to Christ which actually ended up happening shortly after the divorce wow um so I completely had to surrender everything my brokenness and he healed me like he he literally just gave me a whole new identity I didn't see myself the way that I was seeing myself before because wow. I, I felt like I was starting to see myself the way my ex did. So, so how did that affect you transitioning into another very serious relationship? I mean, did you, you said you got healed from all of that, but uh, did you have some I reservations getting into a... A new relationship. I know that I did um, identify some here and there there would be these old patterns that were trying to sneak up but i was able to identify them 
right. right away. Like one of the major ones was I was very afraid to be vulnerable. And it's something that I like it. I did it for so long. I had to protect, put these these uh, walls up for so long. It was so hard to just let my guard down and let right. another man know my feelings or see, you know, exactly 100% who I am. Because I, I always felt like, oh, what if he sees a problem with me? Or Because that's, that's just the identity I had created wow. from past betrayals. So do you... Do you did you hold any of I guess from like those past feelings, past hurts, um, did you use any of those to uh, as detectors to try to um, identify any of those past things in your pr- in your present mm-hmm. relationship? Do you understand what I'm asking? Yes. Like flags, like little right. red flags like, oh, this has happened to me before and I've done that's happened a couple times. Right. In our marriage where I'm like, oh, you see, that's it. like I had to really stop myself in my tracks and realize, OK, you are not my ex. You right. are not, you know, every man is not the same. Right. They're not all, you know, they don't think the same. They don't behave the same. So I had to really erase that whole, you know, my past marriage from my slate. Right. I guess from my memory, in a sense, and start over and it's made a world of a difference because I don't, I literally don't, I, it's a completely different life. That's how I see it. It's a whole new life. Well, it would be unfair to say your spouse, um, obviously your spouse is interviewing right. you right now, but uh, it would be totally unfair to your spouse if you held past grudges, mm-hmm. past hurts, past pains and resentments and whatever right and um allowed that to um to shape mm-hmm. your belief systems to shape even your present relationship that would have really done quite a damage to even our present marriage right um so i appreciate the fact that you mm-hmm. went through that time to get healed to um allow god to process your heart because that's really yeah. what it's about and at the end of the and day. even i have to say you were even very patient because there were times i came and told you i'm this is something i struggle with is being vulnerable and you just gave me that space and time to just let me be me without pressuring me so that that's another part of the equation as well I'm happy I passed your test. Yes. <laughs> With flying colors. Um, well, as it relates to my betrayal situation, and a lot of people don't really know much about our past um, marriage and uh, and whatnot, but that's something that we can even spend a podcast to talk very in-depth mm-hmm. about, to talk about how we overcame. Or you could just buy our book, What Love Is Not, <laughs> at whatloveisnot.ca. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, we talk, yeah. We our have, testimony, definitely. We is, have our testimonies, both of them there. in there. But um, people like to hear it, you know, like. For just, sure from the horse's mouth if you may yes right um but for me like i had to when i get got out of that marriage i had to really um stopped myself from just seeing women as as an object Mm. because for me i was really trying to re-identify 
me, really trying to rediscover mm -hmm. me. And so I just didn't care anymore. I'm like, I just objectified women um, in that short space of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I also had to go through some deliverance, some healing, some you know, uh, just but you, you didn't explain why, what happened in your marriage? Well, that, I, I what led to that objectifying and that redefining what happened because I, you know, I, my wife at the time, I experienced, uh, a lot of cheating, a lot of disrespect, a lot mm. of, um, just, just things that were happening that, just pushed me over the edge as a young Christian young man that's just trying to serve God trying to live for God and I I just couldn't come to terms that these things happened to me mm -hmm. I was like God where are you like why is my life such a mess <laughs> and it's nothing's more painful than actually catching the person in the act. yes it's different just hearing about it or right. someone confessing it, but to actually see it with your eyes. With, with your own eyes. That, exactly. That's very damaging. So for me, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm not even thinking about another relationship. That's it. <laughs> Women, you are just an object for me. And I kind of like... I think that's a way to cope with emotions. It was a coping well, right? mechanism, like, definitely. To detach yourself. Definitely. From getting attached to someone else. Definitely, because I didn't want to be hurt again, right? Now, I told myself, uh uh, never again will I ever go down the route. Of... But guess what? Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways. He sure does. He sure does. And look at us now, baby. And, you know. <laughs> It's, it's by God's grace while we're here. Mm -hmm. It's God's grace, right? Another scenario that I could talk about was um, when we first got together, like for the men that are out there, maybe you can relate to this. You meet somebody and you think they're special. You want to get, you know, uh, to know this person. And, but you have all these other friends that you're trying to like friends, cut, huh? cut off. You're trying so to, he calls them friends. You try to cut off these Quotation. other baggage. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know about other men out there, but for me, I had to tr try to uh -huh. cut off. He had friends. And we, I had this, <laughs> this I had this, uh, come on. I had this, <laughs> this one friend that, um, uh, just couldn't let go. And, um, just around the time that we started talking, mm -hmm. this person, um, and I, we met and I was trying to like sever the relationship, cut it off, say no more. I'm talking to somebody getting and it's serious. Getting serious. Yes. Um, and it, there was a situation that happened. Mm -hmm. Obviously we, I, I spoke to you about this. Right. Actually after we got married. Right. And you, I'm so thankful the way how you dealt with it because you weren't, you stopped, you thought about it. And after all the things that we went through to, to make this work by the grace of God and all the confirmations that we've gotten about our own, you know, state and how that God ordained this thing. Right. Um, I'm so just thankful how you dealt with that because... Had that was after I ripped all his hair out. Just kidding. No, <laughs> you did. I not. was a little upset. You were. I but was upset you know in what? the beginning. I allowed you but, to. Uh, I just had to process. To the process that, and um, that was 
that was the first time that I felt like I betrayed your trust. That was the first mm -hmm. time I felt like I withheld information. Remember right. talking about withholding information? Exactly. And Yeah, and it did feel that way to me. That's how I saw it was right. why why am I finding out about this now? Exactly. And <clears throat> even though we weren't married when it happened or we weren't a hundred percent committed, we were pretty much on the way. Right. So I saw that as a betrayal and it was very hurtful. But right. when I saw your sincerity and how you were literally like you told me that Holy Spirit actually convicted you about this because it was something that you kind of forgot about. Yeah. And it happens. You just don't think about it. And you were obedient. You could have just totally not said a thing, let right. it go. I would have never found out about it. And but you were obedient and you came and told me. So there there was that other side to it that when I was able to just take a breath right. and see it objectively and get out of my emotions, I was able to see the bigger picture and I was able to just forgive and get yeah. past it. And I have literally no I don't, I've never revisited I actually that. had to remind you about this. I've never revisited <laughs> that since. Like right. it's literally gone. I've right. erased it from the record of wrongs. It's it's gone. So And it is important that um, that we we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and to process us. Right? Maybe right. you're the one who is the betrayer as we're speaking. Maybe you're holding information. You're withholding information like we just spoke about. Mm -hmm. And it's something that's killing you. Like I couldn't pray. Like literally. I I couldn't pray and feel like I was oh, touching heaven. Your prayers were being hindered, <laughs> you know, knowing that I was withholding that's conviction. Important information that could bring healing yeah. to our marriage. Uh, or maybe you're the person that information is being withheld from right now. You don't know that, but Maybe this is a conversation that needs to sort of be had with you mm -hmm. and your spouse, right? So transitioning to solutions, let's talk about, how, like, what are some solutions, right? How to move past betrayal, how to die to self, because that's really what it takes. We've that, got to that die That really to self. is. I think that's really the beginning, because the minute we're out of the picture, you can see clearly. You're allowing Christ right. to actually come in. Yeah. The minute your flesh is there, it gets in the way. The Bible it tells us that it's it's not yeah. by might, it's not by power, but, but it is by, by His Spirit, spirit mm -hmm. right? And so that is such it's it's so relieving, but yet frustrating all at the same time because yeah. you want to get your hands dirty, you yeah. want to get in there, you want to tell this person what you're feeling, what your thoughts are. Mm -hmm. um, but it's relieving in the sense that Holy Spirit is the one that does the healing. Yeah, let's let Holy Spirit be the social justice Absolutely. warrior, not yourself. Um, yeah, it's it's a daily discipline, isn't it? It really is because it's a it's a transformation of the mind. It really takes a discipline of the mind, and uh, we encourage you to to dig into God's word where uh, where healing is concerned for uh, the just betrayal in general. Because here's Paul telling us in the book of First Corinthians chapter 15 31 tells us that i die daily it's that simple <laughs> I die. it's difficult but it's simple it it's is, really letting go it's hard we want to hang on it's you hard hang on to anger you want to hang on to past hurts, resentment pain. yeah but it's really a matter of letting go it's of the baggage and it ends up being that's how you're healed 
It ends up being the best thing. Yeah, it is a choice. It's the best thing for you. So let's talk about the betrayer. Yeah, we're going to come at it from two different perspectives because it really depends what side of the coin you're on. You, exactly. If you are the betrayer, we'll address you first. Um, and these are just some steps that are that are a good idea that we recommend if you're in that situation right, right now. Um, the first step would be confession. So you absolutely want to confess whatever it is that you've done. Just right. like the example that you just shared, you came and told me. Even even if it's years after, yeah. wasn't it, did you feel liberated from that? Oh, geez, yeah. Like, I, I the felt weight there was, was such a freedom. Right. It, it might seem really difficult at first, and the enemy will speak all these things in your ear, I'm sure, to try to convince you to stay quiet, you know, because he's there to do that. Right. Um, to try to keep you on the wrong path. Wrong but the side minute, of the truth. But the minute you open <laughs> your mouth and confess. Right. You got to be able to make yourself vulnerable enough to bring yourself to confess because that's just as difficult as being the one to forgive. Oh, absolutely. Right? Is just to actually bring yourself to because you're taking a risk there. Confession you is just You don't know what the reaction hard. is going to yeah, be. Uh, totally. <laughs> right? Um, another thing is and this is probably going to come even before the confession is repentance before wow. God and your spouse. So I think it all kind of goes hand. It's connected because yeah. you, you've got it. Confessing to God and then. But you, you have can, to confess right. to your spouse. So Absolutely. you, you got to make sure that that's happening. Because, you know, there, there are people out there. And I really want to address this because I think yeah. this is so important. Sometimes we feel so stuck in our spiritual lives and maybe there are hidden sins that we're not dealing with. When I say That's hidden, right. it's not hidden to God. But from But it's yourself. it's probably hidden from your spouse or from others who, you know, should be there to guide you to keep you accountable and all that. So it's it's not just as important as, as it is to confess to God, it is just as important mm. to confess to a brother or a sister or, in this case, your spouse. And what you don't expose will, will expose, expose you. Eventually. It always does. So repentance is so number one. And it just shows the humility, the humility yeah. and the position of your heart. You don't Absolutely. want to be that person that's just apologizing because you were caught. Right. Right. There has to be a posture of your heart that changes. You're doing a 180 in your heart. The next thing would be your actions have to reflect your words. And that's right. that's just common sense. You don't like going with what I just said about Oh, you're just sorry because you were caught. You hear right. those stories all the time. No, because your actions will speak louder than your words. Absolutely. So you have to go out of your way. You're actually being held at a higher standard now because now you've got to actually prove that I'm no longer that person. Right. I'm I'm making a change for the better. And That's gonna, not my identity. I'm going to show you that I right. changed. You're right. And it has a lot to do with identity. Right. Because it's dangerous. You could if you identify with the sin that you committed, yeah. it's much more likely for you to recommit it again. And you get into these cycles. Because Absolutely. if you identify as that dirty dog cheater, yeah. guess what? You're gonna it's like a brainwashing. And you're the, renewing your mind according to the sin, but instead you should be renewing your mind according to the word of God. And who you are in Christ is what defines who you are. And it allows right? us to be subject to the spirit of condemnation. Yes, guilt See, and shame. condemnation... Mm, that's a big one. Condemnation is not the same as when the Holy Spirit convicts conviction, you. Yes. Conviction and condemnation, not the same. They're different. So the, the enemy will hold that over your head 
<laughs> hit you over the head. Yeah. And the more you hear it, and it keeps you a slave. That's what it does. Absolutely. It keeps you shackled Absolutely. to that sin. Absolutely. And, it, and and you will at some point begin to submit to that, to the condemnation. Exactly. Because then this is why you see women pick up themselves, walk out of relationships and say, I can't do this anymore. I've, I, I just won't. Or men just mm -hmm. pick up themselves and walk out of a 10 year or 30 year relationship. There's yeah. secret sins that are there that are that 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 are just weighing on them and they just can't take it no more. And mm -hmm. the spouse is sitting there thinking, what on earth just happened? Right. And this is why that step is so important about confession. Yes. Expose it. Yes. When you expose it, you've just you've just re removed the whole <clears throat> um, exploitation tool that the enemy right. uses to condemn you and yeah. keep you. Keep you're a liar. You you're a liar. You're a liar. And all this, and somehow, because that was never confessed, right? It's going to eat at your soul. And you now identify as that person, and then it actually compels you to stay in that sin rather than getting over. Absolutely. It. And I want to say that all the steps that I just mentioned confession repentance and your actions are all dependent on god's grace oh, they are absolutely. not dependent on your own strength that needs to be emphasized absolutely because it is only through god's grace that you're going to be able to follow through with those steps absolutely that we can overcome um so let's talk quickly about the one who's been betrayed the other side of the yeah corner. um it really requires serious forgiveness mm -hmm. i'm not talking about just just speaking it Oh, it's yeah, a decision. I forgive you. It is a decision. It's totally a hard decision. And we have to say, I have to interject with this part because a lot of people think that forgiveness is a feeling. And right. if you don't feel like you forgave them, then you didn't really forgive them. Your feelings, you need to make your feelings a servant to you. Wow. Right? Not the other way around. So, so you not, make the decision to your, right. to your emotion. Right. So even, you are going to make the decision to forgive even if your emotions are not there yet. Right. Your emotions will eventually catch, catch up. up. But it's about making that conscious decision to forgive and and keeping... And when you think about grace as well, when you forgive, right? right? Grace gives the leeway for the possibilities yes. that this could happen again. So just understand right. that even when you have forgiven, that this could possibly... It's like God's grace for us. I mean, he gives us grace. It's not a it's not a ticket to right. go sin freely, but it's like a safety net that right. we might fall and stumble again. And he's right there to Absolutely. pick us up. So we have to have that same attitude. And uh, in addition, we need to uh, erase all record of wrongs. Mm. This is so important. And you read this in the love chapter. You hear it in weddings, but you, it, it, somehow throughout the marriage, it, it is like sink in. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, not existent. It's gone. Right? Love keeps no record, okay. no record of wrongs. Okay. Uh, make so do not keep. Sorry to interrupt. But go ahead. Do not keep bringing up that same old thing that he did mm -hmm. ten years ago. <laughs> Just forgive, rip it up. And right. in fact, one of the exercises that we we do with our couples when we're coaching is we actually get them to do it physically, yeah. right down on a piece of paper. All the sins. All the, sin, like, <laughs> all the things that you're harboring that uh, against, you know, right. that you've had a trouble forgiving, just write them all down. 
you're gonna show it to each other and then you're gonna take it and rip it up. Yeah. Because it's like an act of faith. Absolutely. You're physically doing it I'm not going as an back act there. of faith. We're exactly. not doing this again. Yeah. Or burn it. That's yeah. even better. Absolutely. Have a little campfire if you can and Woo. just burn it up. <laughs> Put the devil to shame. Yes. Uh, and that's also making yourselves vulnerable. Because it really is. Maybe your spouse is sitting there and not even knowing that you're holding this thing against them. But you're exposing it and you're yes. telling them. Yes, make yourselves vulnerable on both sides. Um, all these require God's grace. Again, Absolutely. it's God's grace. But the payoff of being vulnerable is so much greater because think about how tight your bond is going to be right. after you've opened up to each other and shared these things that you were so afraid. See, fear has no love in it. Right. Right? Nor does fear protects. It doesn't cover. Exactly. Right. So the fact that you're defying fear by being vulnerable enough yeah. to share those things. It's that you were, Yeah. Your, your, your boldness and your courage just canceled out fear. Absolutely. And fear is actually the opposite of love. Ooh. According to scripture. Wow. So that's going to think about what that does for your love in your marriage, your bond. It's going to be so much more. Stronger. Strong. Sweeter. And lit. Sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this is a two-way street, just so you know. For those who are listening out there, it takes true love and respect to keep a relationship together and Absolutely. strong, right? We again it's encourage you. Yeah, we again encourage you to read uh, the love chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, to renew your mind constantly, daily. Daily. Uh, we talk so much about this in our book, What Love Is Not. We encourage you to go out and check it out and see... Uh, even our personal testimonies and what God has done in our lives. Well, we are able to stay, stand here today and talk to mm -hmm. you about how to get over betrayal, how to get through it, how to deal with it. Be and, an overcomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And become victorious in your lives, in your marriage. Um, I hope this was productive for those of you who are listening. I hope this was a helpful and a worthy conversation that can be shared with family, friends. Maybe there's someone out there who you know right now who's dealing with betrayal. And mm -hmm. maybe this conversation could be helpful to them. We encourage you to yes, share that absolutely. with someone. Until next time, this is your boy Cassidy. And Daniela. So we encourage you to keep it lit. God bless you guys. <laughs>